0: Four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. One of the big events on the Australian cinema calendar every year is the Jewish International Film Festival. It is time for that as we speak here on this edition of Movies First. Alex First, tell us about one of the films on offer. Yeah, this was the opening night movie called Manasha and I, there's, it goes on for a month, this festival, gets bigger and bigger. I believe there's 55 movies this year. Terrific. I mean, the program, they take the best part of a year just to get it together. they they kind of almost seeing a movie a day. They're, they're like reviewers in their own right just to make a selection, and then you got to bid for these films, a lot of them you know, first time seen in this country, and I dare say in many places around the world apart from the country of origin. So Menasha, compelling piece with a slice-of-life reality feel to it, shot almost entirely in Yiddish. And I say all but because there are a few lines of English dialogue. The subject matter is given fly-on-the-wall treatment and it's set within the New York Hasidic community in Borough Park in Brooklyn. It follows a kind but hapless grocery store clerk trying to maintain custody of his son, Riven, after his wife, Leah, passes away. Now, because they live in a tradition-bound culture that requires a mother present in every home, Riven is supposed to be adopted by the boy's strict married uncle. Still, Menashe's rabbi decides to grant him one week to spend with Riven before Leia's memorial service, and their time together creates a bond between father and son, as well as offering Manasha a final chance to prove to his sceptical community that he can be a capable parent in his own right. Now, in a stellar performance, for all intents and purposes, Manasha Lustig becomes the title character. Manasha Lustig playing Manasha trying to hang it together, but prone to fits of anger. Now, that's understandable. When I say Stellar performance, but it's still impressive when you come to realise the screenplay is based largely upon Lustig's life. Hmm. Now, we believe he's the screw-up he represents, someone whose life is unravelling at the seams. Things not only go wrong in his personal life, but at work, where the, the pressure really is on, his appears to be a ramshackle but busy existence You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. An insight into religion, ritual, tradition and expectation. Menashe is short in duration. It's only 82 minutes, but unrelenting. And the movie simply starts without any explanation. No backstory. The threads only come together as time passes. We're actually more than halfway through before we gain an understanding of what happened to Menashe's wife and, and the kind of life they lived before she perished. That, of course, is a deliberate and effective device from the director, a guy called Joshua Weinstein. I was taken aback by the son's lack of emotion, actually, as, as father prepares for mother's memorial service. There are no tears, hardly a change in demeanour. In that regard, I, I wanted and needed more. Mind you, none of the mourners appear affected. Overall, I, I found it raw but revelatory, I uh, really... It's it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I thought it was really well done. It's called Menasha, and you've got the. I mean, I saw it as I say, opening night of Jewish International Film Festival. It I'm hoping will get a mainstream release in the next few months. So keep an eye out for it. Menasha score out of ten. Seven out of ten. And the Jewish International Film Festival is on in Australia at the moment uh, and, as Alex said, runs for the next few weeks. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com.